morning, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with a Therapist this Monday. It is raining and thundering here in Wichita, Kansas, so you might actually hear that in the background. It's a little neat. Um, I've been kind of enjoying it. Me and Nora are just kind of looking out the window and starting our week off um, enjoying the, the thunderstorm rolling in. It's quite interesting to watch it, so... I hope you guys are enjoying your Monday morning as well. Today we are going to talk about something that's kind of a heavy topic, but very important. The third most requested thing I received on TikTok um, after I was talking about boundaries, that was the first, that was the most requested. The second was toxic parents or toxic family members talking about what that means and how to heal from that. And then the third was how we connect the dots between our current behaviors because I used to do a lot of TikToks on you know you might have childhood trauma if or this is you know or relationship trauma shows up as that sort of thing you know people were starting to recognize these features in them but they weren't connecting the dots to what traumas may have created that now before I delve into this topic I already want to say it's important we tread lightly here because Trauma work is tough. There's a reason that we don't just instinctively heal trauma ourselves. Um, And so it can actually be dangerous or harmful for us to, at times, try to process it by ourselves or with a loved one. Um, Especially, again, you know, if they come from a traumatic background, they may unintentionally cause what we call secondary trauma. And, yeah, so I just want to give a word of caution that if things are starting to come up or if as we're talking about these different things it's hitting you in a certain kind of way please 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 reach out to a professional and work with somebody who works specifically with trauma um, a licensed therapist or a coach if they you know have done their work and you know that they know how to do things um you know i'm not i'm not against coaches but i am for making sure you do your homework and ensuring that they are a good fit. Um, but yeah, just making sure you're working with a professional who knows their stuff and feels safe for you and knows how to be an emotionally safe person as you go through these hard things. So without further ado, today I wanted to talk about some of the more obvious childhood trauma experiences. And I felt like it would be, I would be remiss if I don't talk about ACEs. And many of you might have heard about ACEs, but I want to talk about it again and even the things that counter ACEs because I want to end this this one on a hopeful note. In my next video, I'm going to go into some of the more subtle ways that trauma can happen in childhood or in our early relationships that end up impacting our later relationships. So today's more of the obvious stuff, even though I will admit I did not, like when I first even talked about my own childhood, I remember thinking that things were super normal, and I have a fairly high score on this, Um, and I only tell you that not because, you know, I've done work, and I'm very grateful for that, and I had a lot of resources and resilience, too, so I think that that was super impactful and helpful for me, and for many people, if they've had a higher number on the A score, but I just tell you that so there's hope, that there is hope for healing, and I've, yeah, experientially done that work, too. So let's go ahead and talk about ACEs. And so ACEs was this really robust study that Kaiser Permanente did. I think it was something around 13,000 people. I, had, I didn't look up the stats before this video, but 
that that's a very robust study in the social science world and they followed people throughout their lives and they scored how they did with different medical measures with um, their weight, with their happiness, with their mental health, with their career success, their financial success. Um, They measured all these different things and they tied them or correlated them to this ACE score. So I thought that was really fascinating and a really great long-term robust study. We're still learning things. They're still collecting data on this. But so far, what we've learned is that the higher your ACE score, the more likely the outcome for even things like early death. I think that was like the biggest, most pronounced one that they were like, the higher your ACE score, the more likely you are to die early, which is just kind of crazy. So this is not only about mental health, this is also about our physical health, which, you know, if you ask me, they're totally intertwined. And understanding how you might be able to work on different things or, or process through different traumas so that you can live a longer life and be healthier and be more successful in different areas that you may not have been because you might have had trauma or unresolved trauma holding you back. So let's go ahead and go into it. So the first one is, did a parent ever physically abuse you in your household? I mean, that includes things like pushing, slapping, uh, shoving, just anything that physically was aggressive towards you. Was there ever... The second one is, was there ever verbal abuse or did you ever feel humiliated by a parent? So did somebody name call you um, or just verbally humiliate you? And that's not usually like a one-time thing. This is more of a like in a fairly consistent fashion. The physical abuse though, I would say even if it's a one-time thing that you check, you know, one on that, you get a, a score of one on that. Uh, Number three, were you ever sexually touched, fondled, or abused by an older child? So a child who is much older than you, they say about five years or more older than you, or an adult. Number four, did you have a parent who abused substances in the home? Um, Or not even just in the home, but abused substances or alcohol? Number five, did you have a family member that went to jail? Number six, did you ever have the disappearance of a parent through divorce or abandonment or they just weren't around? Um, I would also include in this like if they passed away early. So if you had a parent that passed away um, or became very physically ill and wasn't like emotionally available, that's I would include that as well. Did you ever have a parent with mental illness or another family member in the home who had mental illness or struggled with their mental health? Did you feel, did you often feel like you weren't loved or important um, as a child to those in your household? I would be curious to see, they didn't do this, but I would be curious to see how this also matches up with if these happen in school, because school is such an important um, social impact on kiddos as well. So like if you felt unimportant in school or like you didn't belong, I would imagine that would be a score of one as well, but I don't have the data to back that up. That's just my theory. And then did you ever witness domestic or community violence in the home? 
So that could have been physical abuse to another family member. And then lastly, were you ever worried about food being on the table or having clean clothes or getting any of your basic needs met? Was that ever a concern of yours as a kid? Now, for some kids, that may have been like, you know, a very brief time in their life, but that still could have had a big impact. Then for other kids, you know, it might have been a chronic concern for them. Um, They may have really struggled with that and really gotten a lot of their meals from school. Okay, so those are the big ones. Now, again, I think it'd be interesting to see how this compares with like how we how we felt in different social circumstances, especially like the school environment, since since it's such a big part of a kiddo's life. The other thing I would consider too is, you know, even on the last question, maybe there's some variation of this where maybe a kid felt like they knew they would get food on the table, but maybe they were the one kid in school that um, never wore brand name clothes or just never like could have anything extra or wasn't able to go on field trips. Like, I feel like those small nuances could also kind of be on that spectrum. And, you know, it'd be interesting at some point if they're able to kind of hone in on this a little bit more. But this is the data that we have. Now, I told you I was going to end on a hopeful note. And I want to be true to my word. There's a lot of really awesome things that if you take your first score for this next part, if you also had these things, you can negate one for everyone that you have. So these are things and experiences we have in childhood that counter our aces. And now this may not be like equivalent one-to-one, but just to, just to kind of like understand and wrap your brain around that, like there's some resources and resilience for kids too. And if you didn't get these, how much more these aces, these adverse childhood experiences are going to impact you compared to a kiddo that had these same experiences, but then had a lot of other support. So let's go ahead and talk about the things that counter aces. So number one, liking and enjoying school. So that probably meant that like you had good social relationships there. Um, and that might have been a place that you found a lot of um, peace and comfort, fun, play. Having teachers or a mentor who you felt like cared about you. Having other outside activities or outside of school activities where you could have fun and play, maybe a sport or a hobby that you were engaged in. So if you were a kiddo that got to do soccer or played piano, that would that would be in this category, having one of those. Having a predictable routine or schedule. Having what you felt like was a good friend group or neighbors that you were connected to. Having different sources of comfort when you were in pain. So if you felt like you had different emotional resources for when you were sad, or if you, you know, scraped your knee, you felt like you had a parent or somebody you could, or an older sibling you could go to, that would be a resiliency factor. Having all your food and physical needs met or feeling like you, you were always, um, had all your needs met and maybe even then some like, you know, the, the different field trips were paid for that sort of thing. And another one that people don't often think about is living in the same household or 
maybe just one or two households throughout your childhood. So not moving around much and having stability in the location of where you lived. Okay. I know that was a lot to go through, but I think it is so crucial that we talk about some of these more obvious childhood adverse events and the things that also help to build resilience. Um, I'm really excited to delve into some of the less obvious um, instances of childhood you know, trauma or adverse experiences, and we will be delving into that on Wednesday. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. If you have any questions or feedback, please leave it in the comments or feel free to email me. Take care, y'all.